0: So here's something I discovered today. Um You can actually say to Alexa, Alexa, play Take a Shower, Show Up on Time, and Don't Steal Anything podcast on iHeartRadio. And she did. Please
1: take a shower, show up on time, and don't steal anything from iHeartRadio. Here's where you left off in the latest episode. Take a shower, S4E38. Okay. stories, Greg Kretschmann.
0: Okay, that's funny. That's exactly what I said. Okay, Alexa, stop. There's an Alexa sitting behind me, and I did not plan that, but that is funny because um, that is amazing. I didn't know you could do that. I knew that you could say, and I'm not going to say your name. I don't want to do it again, that you could say blank, play KWB on iHeartRadio or play the Dave Ryan Show. Anyway, I thought this was very cool. If you don't have an Alexa yet, this is not an ad. This is not any kind of an endorsement, but, man, I use that thing all the time. I use it for something stupid like, um, uh, you know, read me the news. Um uh, and I use it for Alexa set a timer for 15 minutes or Alexa set an alarm for this. I know there's so much more you can do with it. Not an ad for Alexa, but if you don't have one, I recommend you get one. If you're going to listen to music on it, get one that's got enough of a speaker that it's got some meat to it. But one of my favorite Alexas is the one that looks like an um, a AC adapter that plugs into the wall. And, well, they it, it they, I guess they all plug into the wall, but this one... Um, it plugs into the outlet, and it hangs from the outlet. It's about the size of a, um, oh, I don't know, about the size of a small box. <laughs> and I love it. I listen to it every morning. On with the podcast, we have a special guest this week, and it's somebody who used to be my radio partner for about seven or eight years when I first got here, and uh, somebody that I have so many great memories with. Let's get right to it with special guest Lee Volsvik from KDWB. This week on Take a Shower, show up on time and don't steal anything, and here we go. Special guest, Lee Volzbeck, very special because Lee and I, that's an impression of my mother, right? (laughs) My mom used to call the show, um, she's been gone for quite some time now, but back in the early days of the Dave Ryan show... My mom used to do football predictions and she would tell her bowling joke. Remember her bowling joke?
1: I do oh you gotta remind me though. Um I the gave balls up balls bowl- are heavy, it's yeah. something about the balls being heavy. Exactly.
0: I yeah. gave up bowling for sex. Yeah. Why is that, mom? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The balls are lighter and you don't have to change your shoes. <laughs> ah, And no, no, um, <laughs> and she would say, David. David David.
1: Man, so. she used to say a lot of other stuff we could never put on the radio.
0: Mom was a very colorful girl, <laughs> yes, so. She was. but Lee and I started working together very first, 1993. Um, I took
1: uh, you shoe shopping when you got here to the Twin Cities. Well, it's
0: true. Tell that story.
1: Um, you, um, I just met you, and we we're going to do the morning show together, and, and it, it, you said, I got to go get a pair of shoes. So we went to a place called Dayton's. It's not here anymore. And um, I brought you <laughs> to the most expensive shoe department. There was. Yeah. You looked at the price of the shoes. I think they were like 300 bucks.
0: Something like that, yeah. And all I just needed was a cheap pair of shoes, and I looked at the price tag. It was 300 bucks. I said, I'm not getting these. And um, so that actually ended up in, um, there was a column in the paper called CJ, and she wrote for the Star Tribune for years, and she would write (laughs) gossipy stuff, um, and she wrote about that. Anyway, so I told Lee, I said, you know, I'm doing this podcast, and somebody suggested that you be on. I'm like, oh, that's a natural, because... You and I went through some radio horror stories together, or war stories, and um, but before that, and probably since then, you've gone through some radio war stories. You worked with Steve Cochran for about four or five years, yeah, and there might have been some in there. So,
1: well, he had war with the uh, the management, you know. So, what
0: was that all about? So, when radio people don't get along well with management, well,
1: he used to come in late every morning. Matter of fact, then they used to, um, you know, when you swipe your key card and you come in they would fine him like a thousand dollars every minute past the time he was supposed to be here oh wow it was crazy but they were making some money back then too it was crazy crazy
0: yeah well but there there had to have become like like if I came in late tomorrow five minutes late they wouldn't find me $5,000, there had to have been some build-up, some sort of animosity there. Yes,
1: yes, absolutely. And he was continually late. But it was back in the day. Now we got computers. They run themselves almost. Here you had the the guy overnight had to stay until you got there. You know what I mean? And had to pull all the records or the carts or whatever it was that we had to do. That was a lot of work in radio back then.
0: Lee and I both remember when when you came into the radio station at 6 o'clock in the morning, there was a sleepy all night DJ there. What
1: was his name? <clears throat> oh, uh, Link Scott Well, Scott Link. Link
0: was one of them. Oh, there run, was also he was Heidi. The only one. For well, you oh, remember yeah, Heidi Stern, Stern was another yep. one. Yeah. And Heidi Stern, I'll give you a quick radio war story about her. Delightful girl, I like her a lot. Um, I don't know where she is anymore, but she uh, got in trouble because the phone bills were coming through for the nine hundred psychic line. <laughs> And and so I think that there was like, you know, you, you're bored in the middle of the night. There's not a whole lot going on. And she get bored and call the 900 psychic line to find out, you know, all about her life. Uh-huh. And then, uh-huh. of course, it shows up. You know, maybe one time it wouldn't, nobody would care. But I think she racked up several hundred dollars worth of psychic calls. And she had to pay for it. Crazy. So when I asked you about radio war stories, yep. did anything come to mind right away?
1: Um, you, you mean, you know, like... One thing, the first thing that came to my mind was one of the worst days of your and my radio career, and that was Last Chance Summer Dance. Yes. Um, it a big concert, Canterbury Park. We're out there, and the Backstreet Boys, are the they're the thing, and they are the, the last band of the evening, but they haven't arrived yet. And it is in the middle of September or early September. Mm-hmm. And it's the hottest day of the entire year. It's about
0: 95-plus degrees. Oh,
1: my God. And we didn't expect it. There wasn't enough water. These people were overdressed. There was too many people. And remember, people were dropping like flies. Yeah. They, the VIP area, which, you know, we like to hang out in, was turned into triage. Yeah. Literally a first-aid tent. They kicked everybody out. All the VIPs had to get out. So that these sick kids, oh, it was just gross. It was
0: awful. And that is one of our probably the most memorable thing that I've been through here on KWB, and there's been a lot, let me tell you. But, yeah, (laughs) the Backstreet Boys were the kings of the world at the time. They weren't supposed to go on until about 7 o'clock, but the gates opened at 11. Yeah. So all these girls ran when they came in to the front, and they would not leave because if they left, they'd lose their spot. So, therefore, they wouldn't go hydrate, and they wouldn't back up. So they kept pushing closer and closer to the fence. They got hot. They weren't hydrating, and they dropped – and they would, they couldn't get girls to the back, so they'd hand them up, you know, like hand over hand to the front to the pit.
1: And and they had the uh, fire department, Shakopee Fire Department. Remember, had to come out with a truck and spray the crowd from a distance because mm-hmm. they couldn't get clear. And then they had Dave and I. They're like, okay, you two, get up on stage and tell everybody to back, get back.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and I'm up there because like, they were squashed.
1: Could you please, everybody, take three steps uh, after about. Uh, you and I going up there two, three times, I'm like, I'm not doing that anymore. No. That's crazy. Well, they, w-
0: they wouldn't move. And what the problem was nobody wanted to back up and lose their spot because mm-hmm. when you backed up, the girls that were to your left or right yep. would rush into the space you just vacated. Now you've been pushed back and you're going to be that much farther from the Backstreet Boys, which if it couldn't get any worse, the Backstreet Boys didn't even perform. They
1: canceled. Yep. Oh, my goodness. Because one of the sisters, Howie's <coughs> sister. Howie's
0: sister had died, died, so they knew that she he wouldn't be there. But Nick missed his plane in Tampa. So he didn't have his ID or something like that. So he missed his plane in Tampa.
1: I said to Dave, I go, Isn't there two of them that can sing? Can't they get up there and sing? Well, there would have been
0: three. And the manager. Well, here's the manager said something. He looked at us, we're like, Can you get three of them up there? He looked at us, he said, They're not Crosby, Stills, and Nash. (laughs) And I think what he meant was they're not that good to be able to form with just three. But it would have. So then this little baby act called Five, their manager said, we'll take some of the pressure off you guys. So when you announce the Backstreet Boys aren't going to perform, we'll go up and perform again. So they did. And um, Guess where
1: I was when that happened? On your way home. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, good girl. I got
1: the hell out of there fast. Well, the boss I think thought... I heard about it from you the next day or something, but I couldn't do it anymore.
0: Do you remember the time? <laughs> this is one of the things, and you remember this, I know you do. But this is like one of the, you were so mad at me, and I think it's i oh, it's so funny. I have to me one now. where
1: you were mad at me too, by the way. Okay, so I have one that you're gonna oh you'll remember it. You um, so mad at me,
0: the, we were having some charity asked you and I to go to br- breakfast
1: at a really fancy restaurant yeah. in Minneapolis.
0: So uh, i I'm kind of socially clueless, and I didn't really understand that it was just me and Lee supposed to go to breakfast with these two bigwigs. Women from this charity So we go to this beautiful hotel And I invite along every intern And, and uh, tag along and, and, Pat. and Pat And Extreme Jamie And we go to this beautiful hotel Now it's it's in the the dining room And it's very fancy And so there was not a table Big enough for all of us So you sat with the big wigs Across the room And I sat at the other table With all the interns And I was Pat and Jamie mad at you for you that You were already mad yeah. Because I should Steve. not Leave I don't know why. I thought it'd be fun to invite everybody. So now we're being giggly. Now we're being silly. Now we're... we're, You
1: guys were, not me and the
0: the the women from the charity. You're having a big discussion. I thought it'd be funny to... I said, (laughs) Jamie, put your forehead on the table. Why? Jamie, just do me a favor. Put your forehead on the table. So uh, when he did, I put a cup of coffee between his shoulder blades. So that way he couldn't stand up because he would have spilled the cup of coffee.
1: I thought it was syrup.
0: That was the second time. Oh, my God. So, so I take it off, and we're laughing, and we're laughing. And so uh, I'm like, do it again, Jamie. Okay, will do it again. <laughs> yeah. We're all laughing. And I think one of the guys even had his girlfriend there. That's how inappropriate everything was. I invited somebody's girlfriend to come along. Jamie, lean over again. So I put a cup of coffee on his back. We're all laughing. Then I put the Not syrup. Me. I put a big bowl of syrup, hot syrup on his back. Then I took the coffee off. He thought I took both of them off. So he sat up, and syrup, syrup flew everywhere. everywhere, and we howled with delight. And I looked over at Lee, and she was so pissed. I can still see the look on your face, and you were so mad at me for that. And I don't blame you, but it's funny now, kind of.
1: Yeah, I was. I well, I do laugh now.
0: I wonder but if those two. If those I two women what that remember that. I
1: wonder who those people were.
0: It was like I don't know. I have yeah, no I idea.
1: Know. I have no. So idea. So why was I mad at you? Oh my god! So. You know, it's kind of maybe early on that we started working together, and you are the amazing when it comes to putting together bits and things that work, but you didn't quite explain to me how this pregnancy test thing was gonna work. Okay. So we had a couple come in and um, I don't I don't remember what, but I had to take the woman into a bathroom and she had to do a pregnancy test. Okay. And I didn't get it at the time that, and I should have now I know. That you want to do the everything, the big reveal on the radio. You don't want to waste. Oh it. You remember yeah, what yeah, I yeah, did? yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Oh my God, you were so mad at me yep. because she was pregnant. Yeah. And they were trying for so long, and I looked at her and I go, Oh my God, you need a second before we go on the radio. And she goes, Why? I go, Because you're pregnant. And then, <laughs> yep. And then she hugs her husband, gets out and hugs, and you're looking at me and go, Why are they hugging? And I go, oh, I just told them that they're pregnant. And you go. And we didn't do it on the radio?
0: That was the idea, yeah. And I was
1: like, oh, my God. It'd be
0: kind of like if you're on the Maury Povich show <laughs> and you found out that he is not the father, but you told him backstage.
1: Yes, exactly.
0: And uh, and but- I, was, I, I don't remember it as well as you do, but I definitely oh, remember I do, that. I was I rem- pissed. You know, yeah. when
1: somebody gets mad at you like that, you'll never screw up again. And then it also taught me a lot about... <laughs> the reveal and you want to do that stuff on the radio and yeah i i'm so was happy a, for her.
0: I'll give you one speaking of pregnancy do you remember the time we delivered uh, helped deliver a woman's baby i wrote that
1: down too when you told me we actually delivered a baby
0: yeah well we
1: went to the classes we remember? went to
0: the birth like practice or lamaze or whatever yep. classes and we had
1: pagers <clears throat> that we had to carry <clears> and <then throat> she got pregnant and all of a sudden the pager went off and you and i i'm in stillwater you're god knows where and um were you out this Probably way? in
0: Plymouth, at the, time. Plymouth yeah, at the time. Yeah, yeah.
1: And we both met at the hospital and I think it
0: was North Memorial. Like
1: good birth parents would. I don't know. Well, what, this is what I remember about
0: us. it because we didn't know this woman, but we got to know her a little bit. I don't even remember her name now. But she was a single mom and she didn't have a partner to help her through the birth thing. Yep. So we're like, Oh, we're gonna help you through it, and we're gonna follow your birth on the radio or the, your your labor and whatever. So this is really all I remember is that I came in, walked in the hospital room. I probably called you from like the, the lobby. There was, you know, I might have had a cell phone. I don't know. Lee, what room is she in? Okay, she's on the third floor, room 354. Go to the third floor, open room 354, giant spread vagina there in the bed. And I like, it was shocking. And that's all I remember about it. I do remember like you were a great coach. I
1: remember the head coming, at, you know, and then I was doing that. And then, and then I went, okay, I'm out. <laughs>
0: You did great like... You were like right up there Holding her hand Going you push You push <laughs> Keep pushing No you don't stop You push okay, Push so And I was Pat and I were like
1: hey. I'm at the state fair um, Here in Minnesota And it's a busy thing And you run across people And they come up to you And they go Hey you may not remember me Yep Um, And she's with this girl Who's about 20 years old
0: Oh you've seen her since yes. What
1: And she goes You helped deliver her And I went Oh wow. my goodness And it wasn't that long ago I'll, Well I bet it was about five 10 years ago now. but
0: That sounds about right, because that was probably after I'd been here for about a year-ish. Yep. Yep. Do you remember how everybody hated me when I first started here? Because nobody no, likes to be... you
1: thought that.
0: No, they did. No,
1: Dave, you thought that.
0: Okay, well, anytime I, I use this as a story, when you replace somebody that everybody loves, everybody loves Steve Cochran, and uh, they, my impression, my memory has always been everybody hated me when i first got there
1: and i hated that because i didn't hate you and i thought you were great and and but i knew you thought that you know what i mean yeah and i felt kind of bad that you thought that um but i don't know how, hate is a strong word
0: mm, you mean they, listeners they, are you talking about listeners, listeners for sure yeah oh. well there were people in the building oh, yeah. too that like you know oh, i don't know about this new guy or whatever and that's the way it is anytime and i and definitely now look at you, ha! yeah well right how many
1: years ago was that
0: 28 years ago
1: <laughs> that was a long time ago um
0: uh, but no it it was it's difficult hate is a strong word but they missed steve i was not steve and anybody who was not steve and that took a year or so for that that to kind of yeah, go away yeah but we had such a good show
1: I no i never felt that way ever mm, i'll
0: be honest with you there were a couple of times when i wondered where because Steve and I show were so different. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, but um, I, I was excited. I was excited just to still be there. I Right? Easily got well. Thrown do you out remember bathwater?
0: <laughs> the day that I started, three big suits got fired. Renee, Dave Martin, and Gary Schwartz all got fired that the day, day I started. That day, or the day before. Wow! Because I, I came that. in and they're like, "Yeah, well, we just had to let three. I mean, these people were all like easily six-figure employees. That all got let go. So, all right. Um, Do you remember, tell me about Biosphere, which predated me. Biosphere was based on, there was a a big thing in in Arizona called the Biosphere.
1: Yeah, and And we thought it would be funny to put people inside something and the last person standing. And we we went to a car dealership. I think it was Walzer Chevrolet or uh, uh, Rosedale Chevrolet. Yep and um, put a, uh, some listeners into a car, small car. And wasn't there a kind of a car called the B no, I don't know I remember.
0: I don't think so, but maybe. Anyways,
1: um and the last one out, they got to take potty breaks, but not very long, and then they had to get right back in. Well, um a woman pooped in the back seat.
0: That blows my mind. She I pooped in was the back not seat. here for that one. So no. she figured her way to win and chase other people out was poop in the I back seat. I don't know
1: if that's what she was doing. To- I think she didn't want to get out, and she wanted the car, and she had to go. And she says, "Well, I'm
0: wow. going."
1: Wow. You know. And so
0: did she win the car for doing that? You know
1: that? what? I don't remember. I don't remember. I just remember the horror. I mean, how can you? You don't think of many other details other than that she pooped. That's back. all you
0: remember about that. That was yeah. before my time, but I remember the you, legacy see, lived on. One. Well, I think you were here for it, but then again, you might not have been. I but left it was... in 2000. I think you were there but it could have been after. So the story is we we did a live in it and win it. So same thing, yep. Same thing. There's four seats in this car. Four people have to live in it whoever gets out last because they are too bored or they can't sleep or they just give up. The last one that is in it wins the car.
1: So we had another pooper?
0: No, it was worse in a way. Well, <laughs> So, and I, so what happened was one guy who we all screened him. We all, we had to make sure they had personality. So we all screened yep. him and interviewed him. It's like, okay, good. You're in the car. So one guy, 22, 25 years old, funny guy, big personality, normal guy, um, a little bit wild, a little bit crazy, um, middle of the night on, this contest is supposed to go for about a week or 10 days. So the car dealer, Denny Hecker, could get his money's worth for giving us a twelve, fifteen, eighteen thousand dollar car. It was over within about eighteen hours. We started at, let's say, seven o'clock on a Monday. By the next morning, at like one o'clock, I got to work the next morning and they were they they quit. Why? Because one guy said if you don't let me win, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill you. <gasps> I will murder you. No. I will murder your family. He took pop. They gave him pop like soda. He dumped it in the car to get other people to get out. He
1: just got psycho.
0: He pretended he was psycho, and they said, screw it. I am not going to be in a contest with a guy who's dumping pop in the car, who's threatening to kill me. So I quit. I get into work the next morning, and I thought, if, if you don't remember, then maybe you weren't there. Um uh, and the contest is over. I'm like, how can the contest be over already? Well, he threatened to kill people if they didn't let him win. So Denny Hecker was pissed. The general manager, Mick Anselmo, he was pissed because he had to talk Denny into giving us the car. Oh. And uh, and then people were pissed at me because they're like, Dave, how could you have recruited somebody who was so psycho? I said, how could you? Because what they did is they, they left them attended all night. Somebody from the station watched them. But it was just like a 22-year-old sweet intern, and she or he didn't know to jump in and say, "Uh uh-uh, no, you're not going to get to threaten them with their life. So the contest was over, yeah. So that was one of my. Okay,
1: so I got a couple of them here. I'm going to just go through really quick, see if you remember. Speaking of something very expensive and a winner, you know, if the winner finds the diamond in the swimming pool full of sand.
0: Okay, I don't remember. Keep going.
1: No, we lost the diamond. Couldn't find it. Are you serious? Yeah. We, lost we lost it. The diamond. Yeah. We yeah.
0: never found it. Yeah,
1: another one at the mall. That was at the Mall of America. Oh
0: my god, I don't remember that one.
1: Another one at the Fart for a Furby.
0: Help me out on Fart for remember a Furby. Remember Furby. They, I do. Furby the, the toys. Absolutely, I got Allison one. I was one.
1: horrified because you and D- Pat came up with this idea to get a contestants on stage at the Mall of America, and they had to fart, and we had to vote for the best fart. For oh
0: Furby. my god, I do that was not remember idea. that. But you know what? That sounds like something we would have done back yeah. then. Yeah.
1: Mile of meat, which actually was pretty good.
0: It worked really well the How first time you don't we do did that it. Anymore? Um, uh, you can't really do anything with dating anymore because there's all kinds of liability. Oh. But basically, mile of meat. We lined up about a hundred different guys along Highway 55 in Golden Valley on the side of the road, holding frontage up. Frontage road, huh? The, frontage, the frontage, road, frontage road, probably. Road, yeah. yeah, yeah. And they held up signs one to 101. <laughs> women, we promoted this in advance. Drive by tomorrow. at 7 a.m. That's pick a good your COVID
1: guy. Bit because you know, right? It's, the, it's another drive-through experience, <laughs>
0: right? So women would drive by and they'd be like, "Oh God, number 27 looks good." They would call in and say, I want number 27. And then pretty soon all the guys were spoken for, and we had them all meet at a bar up in Brooklyn Center. Rookies, I want to say. And some of the guys didn't show up. Some of the women didn't show up because people always on dates like that, they always bail. But enough of them showed up, and that was the first time I ever heard the term booty call. Because there was a guy there, and he's like, oh, this is just a big old booty call. Seriously? Yeah, I'd never heard the term booty call. This is like 1994 <laughs> or 5. This
1: is a great bit. Pat yeah. found his wife there, or his ex-wife.
0: Pat found his wife there?
1: Yeah. At
0: Rookies? or no, at, this... at Mile of Meat. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah. I don't know I that. I think
1: that was part of the Mile of Meat thing.
0: Okay. Yeah, we Very well was, could yeah, be, yeah. yeah.
1: I, don't want, I don't want to ask either. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Another one, Bunny Money got out of control one year. It was really bad. Um, where we show up in a limousine... We have a bunny right around star party time. um, Pop out and we throw eggs. Some have star party tickets, some not. Wow. There were so many people that showed up. Yes. And people brought their kids, which we had to say, bad idea. Don't ever bring your kids to an event like that because kids were getting trampled. And it was, yeah, it
0: was not. No, that was, I mean, we'd go to the mall. We'd say, meet us there at noon. And we'd throw, we'd pop out wearing bunny costumes or something. And then we'd throw these plastic eggs. And it was Chaos. The crowd was amazing. Yeah, the crowd was amazing. It was chaos, though.
1: Yeah. So we yeah. had to. We Good had,
0: memory, Lee. I, I didn't I write I, some I, of these down. I remember when you bring them up, but this is why I knew that you'd be a great guest.
1: Um, here's. Um, oh, Well, Pat got arrested at um, Niagara Falls. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, Pat okay. was out there for uh, for a, um, a Vikings game with the Bills, with the Buffalo Bills. And, uh, with it Lucky was Butt. With a guy named Lucky Butt. Supposedly, if Lucky Butt, who is just our promotions director.
1: No, don't tell people that. Don't You're ruin the legend. Giving okay. Giving away the secrets.
0: So, supposedly, if Lucky Butt rubbed his butt on the end zone before a Vikings game, the Vikings would win. And holy crap, it worked for about six or seven games.
1: So, we thought we got to send him out to this playoff it game. It was a
0: playoff game in Buffalo, about 94, 95. And uh, Pat went out there with him. God, I wish I still had the audio. It's the guy, on one
1: of our CDs, no. It is,
0: I think. It is,
1: because I go, Pat, I got mad at Pat for not listening to the officer.
0: Well, what happened was Pat <laughs> had some time, so he went to Niagara Falls. And uh, he said, he's holding the cell phone up, can you hear the falls? No, I can't hear him. Get closer, Pat. Yeah, get closer. Um, should I climb over the rail? Yeah, 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 I climb over the rail. <laughs> we saw a picture, and it is the most crazy picture. Pat is standing on...
1: The smallest ledge.
0: Well, he's on a boulder yeah, that crazy. is on the lip of the falls. The boulder's about the size of a laptop.
1: He should have been arrested.
0: He gets arrested, and then Lucky Butt, who is a very dour gentleman, he's like, I am never, ever, ever <laughs> recording this. You're recording this? Mark my word, I will never travel with Pat Eberts ever again. <laughs> do you remember that? I do. And the guy is still, I love this guy. His name is John, and he's still a friend of mine. I run into him once in a while. He's still very dour. But I still love him anyway.
1: We had a huge traffic jam in St. Paul on April Fool's Day because we told people the stealth bomber was going to land at the St. Paul airport. Oh, my God. you can't see the stealth bomber. Oh,
0: my God, yeah. You missed it.
1: You didn't see it. And, yeah, the the state patrol didn't like us for that one. See,
0: that's so funny because I would not. I remember it when you say it, but I would not have remembered that one.
1: Extreme Jamie um, got a bus driver fired. I felt bad for that.
0: You, why? Tell us why. Because you
1: wanted Jamie to sit in the back of the bus and go over a speed bump at 30 miles per hour. Yep. So the bus driver, you know, was I, he was didn't have any kids, nobody but just Jamie in the back. Jamie went over that speed bump, or the bus did. Jamie hit the ceiling. Remember he flew straight up, hit yeah. the ceiling yeah. and got hurt, I think, a little bit.
0: A little bit, yeah, yeah. not but seriously. The bus
1: driver got fired because they figured out who it was and we got him in big trouble. Yeah. Okay, something good. You and I got a philanthropy award.
0: Okay, for you what? You remember that? I do.
1: For the fires in Fargo um, because of the flooding, and they needed water, kind of like what's going on in Dallas mm-hmm. You know, when there's a water problem, you need bottled water, and you and I got people to show up at Target Center and donate water, and we thought we'd fill a semi-truck full and get it to Fargo. How many... Do you remember how many semi-trucks? I don't. know. I don't. At least five, six, seven semi-trucks we filled with wow. water. Because of our listeners, of course. Yeah. And he gave us a philanthropy award. For putting I that do. Whole, I still it's got that somewhere. Award. Yeah. It, yeah. Well, anytime you have an award that says philanthropy on it in your name, you should never throw it away.
0: Can I tell you what we write for <laughs> sure? Well, can I tell you what I remember about that award is that I used to get really nervous making speeches. And uh, so the award really went to all of us, but I didn't want to make the speech. And you knew that I got nervous during speeches. And you said, are you going to get nervous before your speech? And I'm like, yeah, will you make it for me? So you made the acceptance speech. Do you remember that? I do, I do. You did. Because I don't remember you what I said, but no, I remember but going up there. No, but you made the acceptance speech because I would get too nervous during speeches.
1: And then you did that. What's that? Um, you're big part of um, Toastmasters now.
0: Yeah, that's one of the reasons I joined Toastmasters, because I used to suck at making speeches, which people don't believe because you're on the radio. You should supposedly be good. But I was not. Let me ask you a question. One of the mysteries that that has been uh, um, in the KDWB lore for 25 years was the stolen Prince guitar. You remember this, right? Yes. So there was a Prince symbol guitar that Paisley Park or Prince or somebody gave to KDWB to give away as a prize sometime. Well, we're like, well, this is so big. We're not going to give it to caller number 10. Put it in the storage room and we'll think of something really good to give it away with. Then it vanished.
1: I've heard the name that everybody thinks the person who has it. First initial. I don't think. T.
0: Yeah, that's what I've heard, too. I don't think so. Okay. I don't think so. Then.
1: Um, But uh, uh, what do you do with that? Statue of limitations. You don't bring it.
0: No. What do you do with that? Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) But Um, then uh,
1: again, I had a guitar stolen. I had a leather jacket stolen. Leather jacket.
0: Didn't you have a computer stolen, too? Yes. But we figured out who did that, though. That
1: started with a. uh, Jay. Yeah, Jay. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, that was funny because everybody knew that guy was a thief around the radio station. Oh. And um, uh, and it was like, why don't we fire this guy? He's a thief. It's like, no, we can't fire him. We don't have any proofs. So, like, fire him anyway. Because he did. He stole your leather jacket and a guitar. What were you What were you doing with the guitar?
1: I play guitar.
0: Do you play guitar? Yes. Still do you?
1: Well, you know, I try. Okay, I have gotcha. a little bit arthritic fingers now. <laughs> Well, I play we're... the ukulele now. After you did, that Are you was one serious? of my that was one of my COVID things. Well, no i i need my i need my stuff my 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 cheat sheets. I oh. went online. I think you liked something on Facebook, and I went on to it and got the program. Youth. Music or? Musician. Musician. Musician, yeah. And, I lear- and I'd be downstairs.
0: Oh, God, I love we it. We were in
1: quarantine for two weeks because we had COVID in the house, and I was downstairs with my little ukulele away from everybody because I never got oh, it. Oh, that's so great. Playing the ukulele, yeah. It was kind of fun.
0: Uh, yeah. Lee, it's been fun to have you on. I'm sure if we thought about it, we'd come up with more. I got one more
1: before we go, though.
0: Let- wrap it up with one more.
1: Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Firehouse.
0: This was a nightmare. <laughs> It was. To say today It was awful. Do you want to tell the story?
1: I, uh, I, I'll try to as quickly as possible. I was in charge of the uh, KDWB golf tournament, charity golf tournament for a University of Minnesota charity, which was a huge, huge,
0: yeah. huge deal.
1: And my mind was so on this because it's coming up in a couple of days, right? And we have Foreigner,
0: the band, legendary band Foreigner. Yep,
1: Lou Grant, every in the parking lot. Ready they're, to perform to listeners.
0: They're outside the window of the radio station. Foreigner. Yeah. Legendary, classic rock band. You're
1: out with Foreigner. Pat's out with Foreigner. I'm in the studio just wrapping up a news segment or something like that, and I've got to throw it to you guys down in the parking lot. Well, I've got Firehouse coming in in a couple of days for my golf tournament. So I've got Firehouse on the board. Firehouse,
0: bar. in case you don't know, they were another band. Yeah. Similar, somewhat similar name, Foreigner Firehouse. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. So I'm all alone with some guy running the board who could have looked at me and go, Lee, uh that's not the right band you know and t- said something he just looks at me like i'm an idiot cuz i'm like all right everybody let's go down to the parking lot ladies and gentlemen firehouse cuz they were supposed to kick it in when i
0: well actually you're we're really close but the way i remember it is they finished and then we tossed it up to you oh, said, to let's go to hear commercials it
1: firehouse yep could have been give it, up, Mac.
0: give it up for Firehouse, Firehouse everybody, <laughs> as you turned That's off the it. microphones to the parking lot so we couldn't correct you. Oh my God. And so you're like, Firehouse everybody, let's go take a break, we'll be right back on KDWB. And here are these legendary grizzled aging rockers that looking have seen it all, looking at me like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> firehouse? You just called this Firehouse? And I was embarrassed, and you were so embarrassed you wouldn't come oh. back down. Well, I, was,
1: I had to end with my most—that's probably my most embarrassing.
0: I, w- I would say that was—
1: Yeah, that was bad.
0: Probably, yeah.
1: And forever, anybody would walk by me here in the studio and go, Firehouse! Let's hear it for fire." You ever
0: see Lee in person just go, hey, Firehouse! <laughs> give it up for Firehouse! Woo! Lee, it was a lot of fun. I knew you'd be great. Thank you very much you for, for reminiscing on Radio War Stories. And uh, good luck. Listen to Lee. I'll um, think of
1: some more and we'll do this again. Well,
0: let's do it again. When are you on Cool 108? I mean, I know roughly when you're on. Nine it's, to
1: two uh, weekdays on Cool 108, 107.9 FM. Um, and we're playing the music now that you and I played on It's TV
0: so WB. true. Well, remember when I first went, when, like in 93, Cool 108 used to play 50s and 60s. Oldest. It was like Buddy Holly yeah. and, you know, Elvis and Chuck Berry. And, uh, and now, I mean, I guess if you fast forward and you move that sliding window up, yeah. it is. It's 80s and 90s now, right?
1: Remember, I come in, I go, Dave, you're never going to believe what we're playing on Katie, our cool 108. It's like
0: Ace of Base. I'm like, I love Ace of Base. <laughs> I know. Anyway, Lee, thanks again for coming in. See you, Dave. You know, if we sat there longer, I know we could have come up with even more. And, um, you know, when you work that closely with somebody for as long as we did, you know, there's a lot of memories, a lot of affection. And, um, you know, Lee and I had our moments for sure, but you know, I love seeing Lee in the hallway and she is such a pro and just uh, a quality person and uh, really love her. And, um, and I'm really happy that she's been a part of my life for nearly 30 years now. I mean, when I first got here, I don't think anybody would have ever thought that Lee and I would still know each other 30 years later, almost 30 years later. Hey, listen, thank you so much for checking out the podcast this week. Uh, If you're a radio person, then you probably love this podcast a little bit more and differently than if you're not a radio person, but if you're not a radio person, I really appreciate you listening because I think that was your idea to like people said, Dave, give us some more little behind the scenes stories. That's going to wrap it up this week. Uh, any comments, love comments to Dave Ryan at KDWB.com. Have a great week. and We'll see you next time.